Okay. Good evening, everyone. All right, so what I've noticed with our church is it doesn't matter how few chairs we have, you guys will still choose to split up, right? To spread the Red Sea. But that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Brother Lito told me it's, uh, it's like I'm playing tennis or watching tennis. I go here and I go there. I go here and I go there. <laughs> um, well, it's Wednesday already, and it's August 10. 2022. My goodness, time is flying, isn't it? Very fast, exactly. I think uh, the Bible says that, right? As, as the time gets nearer, as the time of God to, comes nearer, the times will come faster. So um, I hope that we are all ready. I entitled our message tonight, He Said Yes. This is the famous catchphrase for Jared, that jewelry store. When, um, right? Isn't that it? Huh? Oh, she said Palayon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, we're Christians, so we say he here. <laughs> no, yes, the she said yes there. But really, uh, really, that she said yes there, it was really her idea. <laughs> no, he said yes. This is. Um, I intentionally entitled this, of course, because my whole point is to answer this question here. Have you ever been in a position where you truly needed God to say yes to your prayer? And then to your surprise, he actually answered it. It reminds me of Bong. <laughs> Bong got a call from his kid and his kid was really sick and Bong was at work. His kid said, Dad, can you please, I'm really feeling sick here. Can you please go to the pharmacy and pick up my medicine there? I didn't have time to go. So Bong took an early out, rushed to the pharmacy, went in the pharmacy, took, got his son's medicine. That drew, that's what every loving dad does, right? Attend to the need right away. Then he, It was raining. It was pouring out. It was pouring cats and dogs outside. And he goes out only for him to find out that he left his keys in the car because of his rush. So Bong, the true Christian that he is, he says, he looked up in the sky while it was raining. He said, Lord, please help me. Bong Jr. is sick. I need to get to him quick. Please send help. Then an old beat up, Ford truck ranger pulls up and a guy comes out, long hair, full of tattoos. And then he, and he was looking at Bong and Bong goes, because he, Bong went inside the, the store said, hey, you know, I need help. And they gave him a hanger. So Bong went out there trying to like open his car through the window with the hanger. And the guy with the tattoos, long hair sees him. And he goes, do you need help? And Bong goes, yes. Goes in there, not even five seconds, the guy opens the door. And then Bong goes, your God sent to me. Your God's answered prayer to me. Thank you very much. And the guy goes, no, 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 no. I'm, not, I'm nobody's, uh, I'm no one's answer to, to their prayers. I just got out of jail. He goes, you did? Yeah. And I'm not a good person. I, I rob, I, I jack cars for a living before I went to prison. Bong looks up in the sky and goes, 
Lord, you sent me a professional. Thank you, Lord. Right? Bong knew his prayer was going to be answered. Bong knew God will respond to him. Right? And even despite the criminal or the ex-criminal, ex-convict profession that I'm no good, I'm not good, Bong saw it differently. Now, the question to us Christians is, do we see our life? Do we see everything in our life? Or do we see everything that has happened in our life as God's answer to our prayers? Do we still see it that way? Now, that's the question that we're going to answer. But uh, please join me in a word of prayer before I get to our scripture. Lord, I thank you for this evening. As my brother Vince has said, and Tito Orley has said, Lord God, we thank you for this evening that you blessed us with. We ask now, Lord God, for your Holy Spirit, knowing that you are the one true teacher of all, knowing that if you don't speak, Lord God, the people will not learn. So we lift everything to you tonight. This is your message, Lord God. I am merely your vessel. I pray for the listeners, the hearers of your message tonight. Please give them the wisdom. Please give them the humility. And Lord, speak to us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so God said yes to Bong's prayer. And God usually says yes to our prayers. But do you guys remember the anguish of Hannah? Not the sister of Ruth, but Hannah in the Bible. Uh, in her deep anguish, Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly. And she made a vow saying, Lord Almighty, if you will only look on your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life and no razor will ever be used on his head. 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 10 to 11. Now Hannah, Hannah was depressed, right? Arguably. Hannah was desperate. Hannah was not happy. She was ridiculed. She was, she was being made fun of. And because during that time, if you were barren, people believed that it was a punishment from God, that it was a curse. So she was going through this with her family, with her husband, while the other wife, the other lady, was continuously having birth. So good for Hannah that she knew where to go. She went straight to God. And she was, if you look at her prayer, it was clear. It was short. It was sincere. And it was the prayer to God, the living God. There's no difference with us and Hannah. Do you agree? I don't know. Is there? The difference, it, there's no difference when it comes to God, but is there a difference when it comes to our sincerity? I think from time to time, yes. I think, let me bring it to the most simplest thing. When we pray for the, our food to eat, when we're about to eat, are we really grateful when we say, Lord, thank you for this food that we're about to eat? Or is there something where, oh, I need to do this because Pastor Joe said so, or it's been a tradition? Because here in this country, here in our life, we have abundance of food. So are we really desperate for God, for a conversation? Are we really desperate? When, the desperation comes when we're really in need, right? Just the mere uh, definition of desperate. 
But if our times, if our life is good, everything is good, our prayer seems to be insincere. Even with our prayer of, of gratitude. Because we're so used to it until trouble comes. Only when trouble comes where our prayer becomes simple and sincere. Just the prayer, simple prayer of, Lord, help me. When you're in the freeway and you see a lot of California plates around you. Oh, Lord, help me. Protect me. There's many accounts in the Bible where people of God, the, God that be, the people that believe in God, said a word of prayer and God answered them. How God answered them in the way that they asked. Because Hannah asked for a son. God gave her a son, Samuel. And she was true to her promise. She gave that son that God gave to her, her only son at that moment, back to God. <laughs> I feel like singing, this is the moment. <laughs> okay, I'm lost now. <laughs> um, so, God, Jesus, God gave her Samuel, and she gave Samuel back to her, to, to the Lord. She gave Samuel back to the Lord. And Samuel served God wholeheartedly for his entire life. Did Hannah know that she was going to have other kids other than Samuel? No. She only had Samuel at that time. But she was true to her promise how many of us in this room right now have made somewhat of a transaction with God? Lord, please, Lord, answer this prayer. Give me this promotion. And when you give this promotion to me, Lord, I will give my 10% to you. <laughs> and then God gave the promotion. Then, 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 then something happened, right? Something Because when we get promoted, our expenditures get promoted. <laughs> Like, oh, it's time to get a new car. <laughs> boink, boink, expenses go up, the giving goes down. We say, Lord, give me this, this woman to be my wife, Lord. And if you give me this woman to be my wife, Lord, I will serve you with my entire being. You get married, you have children, you have houses, then you stop serving. You barely come to church. When God says yes to us, in a way that we asked him to answer us, how do we respond? How do we respond? When we ask God for financial blessings, what do we do with the financial blessings that God gives us? Is it, do we use it to make, to get our hearts far away from him? Or do we use it to draw nearer to the Lord? When we ask God to keep us healthy, do we use our life to serve Him or do we use it to go to more vacations? Now, there's nothing wrong with vacations, but there is something wrong when all these blessings become more important than the blesser Himself. How about when God answered the prayer of the early church in Acts chapter 12, verse 13 to 15. And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a girl named Tita Roda came to answer. <laughs> and when she recognized Peter's voice, because of her gladness, and she did not open the gate, but ran in and announced that Peter stood before the gate. But they said to her, you are beside yourself. 
he sh yet she kept insisting that it was so. So they said, it is his angel. See, the funny thing there here is Christians, we say our prayers in our groups, right? We say, we ask for our prayer request, right? And then, and then it's either there's a lack of testimony for, from, from the answered prayer. We don't bother sharing that our prayers were answered because we got too busy when our prayers were answered. <laughs> we have no more Wednesdays, Wednesday evenings. Or, or when we say it, there's just the listeners of that testimony just say, mm, all right, what's next? We just shrug it off like, oh, it's okay, yeah, we knew, we knew prayer was going to be answered here. There's a no care type of attitude. There's no more miracle. It doesn't feel like a miracle. It doesn't feel like God responded to a human being's prayer. Isn't that a supernatural thing? There's no more amazement. There was no more awe. There's no more surprise. There's no more care. Because here, they were praying. Verses earlier, verses before 13, they were asking for, Peter, for God to help Peter who was in jail. Even Peter, when the angel was lifting up Peter and said, get up, put your sandals on and let's go, Peter thought he was dreaming. Even Peter thought he was dreaming. He was just seeing a vision. But only after he knew that he was really walking out of jail did he know that, that, that an angel was really taking him out. But as he knocked, the other people couldn't believe it. What's the point here? Sometimes God answers prayers and the people don't believe it. Simple, right? Last Sunday, I, before last Sunday, I've been praying for God to bring more people. I go, Lord, because I, I told the people, I told the people that used to count, I said, don't count anymore. And they said, why? Because it's depressing me. <laughs> I just said, uh, there is a reading that in my daily reading, God spoke to me and he kind of revealed to me that it was, there's an error there in my heart wanting to see that number. Just like when David wanted to see the count of Israel and God faulted him for it. But then I was noticing that there's not many people coming. So I've been praying, Lord, bring people. And then there's been some discouraging comments that I've been hearing, like, because of my past, it's been hard to invite certain people to come to church. It's because they know me. So I've been discouraged with all these comments. And then all of a sudden, I couldn't believe my eyes last Sunday. Number one, there was more than 20 last Sunday. <laughs> and then a person in my past God brought. So sometimes God answers our prayers and then we get surprised. But didn't we ask him? Didn't we ask him, Lord, save, save my family? And then God saves your family? And then, then, what, you, then what do you do? Oh, puro church na lang. I an he answered my prayer to become a Christian. Now he's always at church. Or she's always at church. I, I, I prayed for protection for my family, but we're always at church now. I want to do something different. Well, just like Hannah, when he, she prayed for Samuel, she gave it back. Isn't that what God said? He kept us safe through the pandemic. He kept us safe through this week. Shouldn't God deserve praise with our life? He gave us a job. He gave us a career. He gave us a good life. Shouldn't we live for Him?
And when, when God answers our prayers, shouldn't we look at that as something that God's saying, yes, Orly, I'm saying yes to your prayer. Yes, Rachel, I'm giving you your prayer. Isn't that something to treasure? I say so. Sometimes we only treasure money, the dollar sign. Oh, yes, Lord, you gave me $100,000. Yes, Lord. Is God's blessing only translated in finances? Not really. Because I know people with, with a lot of money, and, and, and I actually know this one person, particular person, he has so much money. He told me the amount that he has, but yet he said, but you're blessed. You have a wife and a family. And guess what I said? You want to trade? No, no I'm just kidding. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> Anna was like, yeah, yeah, you should trade. <laughs> no, no. Rhoda couldn't believe her eyes. Either she couldn't believe her eyes or she was so excited. But the, the scripture says she, out of her gladness, she forgot to let Peter in. But then, see what happened though? She kept insisting it was so. Sometimes, instead of us just giving the people the proof of the answered prayer, we just like arguing, is what I'm seeing here. Are we the same sometimes? What do I mean? When we ask people to accept Christ, when we present the gospel to them, and they say, no, I don't want your Jesus. We end up wanting to argue their need for Jesus instead of just showing, after we shared, showing the proof of the life of Christ in us. How? How? Not just at that moment, but any other moment, especially when our, our emotions are lopsided, meaning when we're angry. When you have shared the gospel to your coworker, and then all of a sudden there's an argument at work, don't be the first one to curse. Don't curse at all, if you can. When we talk about, oh, God loves me, come, come, come to our church, we invite our friends to come to church, and then all of a sudden... And then all of a sudden, we get into an argument. We are supposed to be the one to show patience. Now, how many times have God answered our prayer, our desperate need? How many times? I would say many times for me that he has responded to my desperate pleas to him. But then sometimes, like Tito Orly's uh, bong story the last time, when we have asked for that request from God, and all of a sudden, the answer comes right in front of us, and then we say, never mind, Lord, I got it. Or it was, co it was a coincidence. Or worse, we take the credit instead of saying, praise God, He answered my prayer. And the last example in the Bible is in Mark chapter 8, verse 22 to 25. They came to Bethsaida. They brought a blind man to him and begged him to touch him. He took the blind man by the hand and brought him out of the village. Spitting on his eyes and laying his hands on him, he asked him, Do you see anything? He looked up and said, I see people. They look like trees walking. 
Again, Jesus placed his hands on the man's eyes. The man looked intently and his sight was restored and he saw everything clearly. Now, God's question, Jesus' question to the man was, do you see anything? And what did he say? I see people, they look like trees. First of all, if he's been blind all his life, how will he know what a tree is? <laughs> you know, Anna, when we were still dating, we were in the Philippines. And we went to this um, water park. And I was um, getting cleaned up, but I could hear the conversation in the hallway. You know, in the Philippines, there's always vendors, right? And in this particular park, there was a blind vendor. And I left Anna with him. And then Anna asked the weirdest question to the blind man. She goes, Kuya, do you have dreams? <laughs> do you dream? Right? To, a weird, for me, that was so weird. Why would you ask a blind man if they dream? And the blind man goes, the vendor goes, Yes, yes, I dream. I have dreams. It was really dark one time. It was really dark. And I was walking. It was nighttime, but it was really dark. I was walking, and I fell into a deep, deep, dark hole. <laughs> How else can he imagine, really? Think about it. How else can the blind man dream? What else? Can he dream about, I saw things? No. Isn't that true? So here... When God said, do you see anything? Just the fact that he said, I see people, they look like trees, they're walking. He was already seeing. But the question was, do you see anything? The answer is simple, yes or no. So Christians, sometimes we overcomplicate our words. We overcomplicate our testimony. We overcomplicate God. Because did God answer your prayer? You say, I don't know. I don't really know because I was really asking for $10,000. He gave me $5,000 here and then $2,000 there and $3,000 there. But I don't know. It was really took time. Isn't that just a yes? Did God answer your prayer? Well, I was really asking for this particular job over here, but then God sent me over there. So I don't know if God answered me, answered my prayer. When our hearts and our minds are completely out of tune with the Lord, even if He's speaking to us directly, we will never see it. And we will never say it. Because we don't want Him, to, we don't either, two things. We either don't believe, we don't truly believe 100% that God hears our prayers, or we don't truly believe that everything that happens to us is by God's design. Or we don't truly believe that if we don't do it, it will not happen. Basically saying, I can do this without God. Putting in pride, removing humility. Because if we say, everything in my life, that everything that I have in my life is an answer to my prayer, or even a prayer of my mom, a prayer of my wife, the prayer of my children, the prayer of the church, I truly believe that Anna and I's marriage is still intact, very much so, because God allowed it and is allowing it. And it was an answered prayer from the prayer warriors in this prayer meeting many years ago. Amen. <laughs> Amen. That's true. I will never take credit that Anna and I are, have finally figured it out. 
how to get along. <laughs> because honestly, we're still trying to figure that out on our own. But we both know, we both know that if God doesn't take hold of our marriage and we don't allow Him, we don't allow Him and obey Him, our marriage will not be intact anymore. Do you have the same situation? Have you ever seen anything like the blind man before? Because sometimes we get surprised when God answers our prayers in a way that we didn't expect. We, say, we respond the same way. I see people looking like trees, walking. Now, Christian, ask yourself, have you heard God's answer to your prayers? Have you seen God's answers to your prayers? Are you God's answer to people's prayers? All of those are a yes. Your life is from God. You sitting here is God's design. You being part of this church is God's decision. You responding to the ministry that God has chosen for you, it's by God's design. You being faithful to you, to your, being faithful to your calling is by God's power and, and will. Everything. What's the point? Here is why the answer matters. Now, without faith, it is impossible to please God. For the one who draws near to Him must believe that He exists and rewards those who seek Him. We're not just to say prayers because we need things. Although God said, ask and you shall receive. But sometimes God delays on, our, on, on, on answering our prayers because we're lacking faith. Faith is something that we don't see, correct? Faith is believing on something that we don't see. So if you're constantly just knowing, oh, I'll get paid Thursday, do you need faith? Do you need faith to, to know that you'll get paid Thursday? No, you just need to go to work, right? You know that if you go to work, you'll get paid Thursday. It's like clockwork. But do you have faith that God will respond to your, your prayer when you're in your sick and say, Lord, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to make it from this sickness. But you do. So please, Lord, help me. I don't know if my children, Lord God, will fall in love with you again or the way that they should be in love with you. I don't know. But I'm lifting this up to you, Lord. It takes faith. And faith pleases God. So when God answers us the way we asked Him to, we should be, we should be grateful. We should be astonished. Now how do we get that? How do we get that? We have to ask God, Lord, restore my love for you. Lord, restore, restore my, my faith in you. Remove any trust that I have, have been built in me, my trust on people, my trust on other things other than you. Because God wants us, because not, without faith, it is impossible to please Him because we want to please Him. Now, how does this work in real life? It works like this. In Matthew 7, 7 to 8, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, 
receives. And the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, the door will be opened. This is why we pray, because we have needs. And if God has tremendously blessed us, we still come to the prayer meeting because we want to pray for those whose faith are failing, whose relationships are ruined, right? Whose hearts are far away from Him. And sometimes that's us. So we'll still, we'll still go to pray. We'll still go, come and pray, go down on our knees and pray. We get together and pray because that's what God said. See, our obedience to His commands boils down to if we trust Him, including prayer. Do we trust Him 100%? Do we trust Him that much that we say, I cannot, apart from Him, I can do nothing? When you work in your ministries, when you sing those songs, do you just trust in your practice, although you should? Do you just trust in your skill, although you should? Do you just trust on those, or do you say, apart from God, I can do nothing? When we share the gospel, even do you even share the gospel? But when you do share the gospel, do you trust in God? It's God who's speaking through you? Because if you do that, it'll be so much easier. You know? It'll be so much easier because a lot of insecurities build up, right? Oh, I don't know if they're going to like what I'm going to say. Oh, I don't know if I can even say it correctly. I don't even know if I have enough verses for the rebuttal that they're going to give me. Who cares? Number one, you have to know you're obeying what God has commanded you to do, to share the gospel. And then what did he say? Trust in him. I am divine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing, including sharing the gospel, including singing here, including serving in your own ministries, sitting there in the back. It becomes burdensome when your heart is far away from him, when you have finally removed yourself from the vine. That's when things become difficult. You staying in your marriages when it becomes difficult, it, it, it's because you have removed yourself from the first commitment. Your first commitment in your marriage is to God. Or in any relationship for that matter, for those who are not married. So, that's how it works in real life. In real life, we cannot do anything apart from God. And in real life, God told us to surrender everything to Him. And then when we ask, we must believe. That's in James 1. Anyone who asks must believe and he will receive. He was really talking about wisdom there. If you're lacking wisdom, you ask God and God will give it to you. True. Because not everything that we ask for from God, God gives. Correct? Because sometimes we ask incorrectly. So again, to wrap it up. God will always say yes to us if we're asking, right? If we're asking, he will always, I should say, he, should, he will always answer our prayers. And when the times that he answers us yes, clearly, with our requests specifically, specifically, we are to, act, we are to respond in gratitude. And if he answers us differently, we are still to say, Lord, thank you for answering my prayers. And knowing all of this should always bring us down to our knees, asking and requesting and depending on Him completely. Amen? 
Amen. Let's pray, Father. Father, we thank you for your message tonight. We thank you for your prayer warriors that are here in this building. We thank you for their faithfulness, their willingness to be used by you, to, re to lift up the requests of, of, of each other and, and for the, the rest of the needs of the ch this church. We thank you, Father, for their faithfulness. May you bless them. I pray for my brothers and my sisters who are struggling in their walk with you. I pray, Father, that you will restore their love for you in order for them to want to truly live for you. Forgive us, Lord, for the many times that we've failed you. Forgive us for the many times that we didn't trust you. I pray that you will improve our faith in, on you. I pray that you will help us to completely trust in you. And I pray for the rest of this evening, Lord God, may you be pleased with us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And all the Lord's people said, Amen. Amen. amen.